listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat. Hello and welcome back to RPC Ramblings. We're really glad to have you along with us and we hope that you're well, whatever you're up to while you're listening. My name is Leslie Ann Wilkinson. I'm one of the discipleship workers at Rich Hill Presbyterian. And as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Alex Richardson. Morning, Alex. Morning, Lizette. Alex is also one of our discipleship workers. And today we are also joined by Polly McNeely. Morning, Polly. Good morning, Leslie Ann and Alex. Good morning. How are you both? Are you well? Yes, I'm well. Thank you, Leslie Ann. Yeah, keep well, thanks. Okay. How are you doing? Good things, yeah. Yeah, I was just saying about having to leave Heidi downstairs, my dog, but otherwise I'm good. <laughs> Pauline, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about you. Okay, um, well, as you said, my name is Pauline McNeely. I live in Rich Hill. My husband is Alistair McNeely, who's the pastor in our church. I've got two children, Harry and Erin. Erin's married to Ian and they live in Tandragee. Harry's still at home with us. So there's the three of us living um, here in Rich Hill. Very good. And, and also, I probably yeah. should say, well, I'm a part-time teacher. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, that's been interesting over the last few months. But yes, that's, that's what I do. Part-time teacher and full-time mom and um, involved a bit in the church as well. That's great, Pauline. Thank you. Um, so what about the manse? Like, how have you guys been getting on during lockdown? Well, do you know, it's actually been lovely just having the three of us um, mm. spend a wee bit more time together, a wee bit more quality time, just not to be as busy. I mm. um, suppose you even notice, it, especially at night time, you're not going out to meetings or to different things and you're able mm. to um, just chill a wee bit more. Um, it's been nice to have more time to do reading. Um, I've been out in the garden a wee bit more, especially during that good weather. That was mm. lovely. Yeah. Um, running a wee bit more as well so it's all been good ordering plenty of books and yeah. you want to arrive and you want to arrive today which i'm looking forward to reading maybe when we're off now the next couple of weeks we'll get reading it so very good yes you are known for being an avid reader but but actually harry has been doing a bit more reading too hasn't he, he has but he likes listening so yes. that's good yeah so yeah um it's great he's been enjoying that so we've had good conversations about mm. some books we've been reading brilliant Good and, and all well with you, Alex. Anything exciting? Yeah, all well. Um, I mean, similar. Um, loving the time, more chill time, and um, good quality time for for Rachel and I. Um, when she's not working. Um, yeah, I mean, came across uh, an Australian songwriter guy, indie folk guy, this morning. Um, Javier Rudd. So, um, Javier, you're you're welcome for the shout out on our ramblings. <laughs> Um, but yeah, phenomenal. Um, it was recommended by Ryan Turner, so I mean, you can't really go wrong. Yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, yeah, loving that. But uh, I feel like I've got, I've heard all these new like musicians um, and different people. Um, so yeah, I guess that's from one highlight. It's uh, expanded my. Mm. Um, that's good. Music library. Yeah. Music library. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, Javier now is going to be over overwhelmed by listeners from a shout out on our local podcast like I'm sure right, that wonders <laughs> oh I'm sure like a million, million more followers in the next like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. very good well it's lovely to see you both this morning um so we are continuing in our our second series thinking about who is God the attributes of God and throughout the series we've looked at the fact that we actually can know God 
that he has revealed himself. And we've talked about the person of God in the Trinity and multiple attributes of God, just saying things that are true about God. So if you haven't actually heard those so far, we'd encourage you to, to listen back. Um, as we said a few weeks ago, God is not made up of these attributes, rather he is these things. And it's good and right that we don't treat each attribute or even episode exclusively because they are all intertwined and related. Like we're, we're talking about God, we're not talking about distinct things here. Um, and I think we're gonna see that a bit today. So last week we talked about the eternality of God and really there's a huge overlap with what we're talking about today in that. Um, so today we're gonna to be talking about the immutability of God. And that just means that he is unchanging. Um, but so, so if, that's, if that's what that word means, what do we actually mean when we say that God is unchanging? And where do we see any evidence of this in scripture? Okay, well, yes, Lesanne, as you say, that word immutable means simply unchanging. Um, the theologians talk about the fact that God is immutable in his essence and his knowledge and his will and his purpose. Um, his nature cannot be altered for better or worse. Um, his knowledge can never increase or decrease. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever he purposes and says will come to pass. Um, if you think about it, he learns nothing because there's no need to learn nothing. He already knows everything. He does not grow. He cannot improve. Simply God doesn't change. He's no need to change. He is already completely perfect. Um, so that's kind of the idea that you know, it's amazing to think that um, we want to change. We have so many areas that we need to change in, whereas God is already perfect. And so he has no need to change. He's not affected by anything outside of himself. Um, he, he won't improve in any way or deteriorate, um, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think uh, probably, Pauline, you, you've covered that really well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I think you know, you know one passage of scripture that probably comes um, to mind when we're talking about evidence of where we see that in scripture is Malachi um, 3, 6. I, the Lord, um, do not change. And therefore you, O children of Jacob, um, are not consumed. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, we see this in multiple places in scripture, but I think that's just one um, passage of scripture where we see very clean, or clearly that the Lord... Um, does not change um yeah character knowledge um his love for us does not change um you know he is perfect in all of those things he's never had to learn or grow um in anything because he's he's god he's perfect um, so he does not change Mm -hmm. I was also thinking I've been working my way very slowly through Exodus and um, mm -hmm. way back in Exodus 3 and um, you know when uh, God says I am who mm -hmm. I am that mm -hmm. idea you know we are in a continual state of becoming but mm -hmm. but God is being you know um, and there's such a contrast there between us and God mm -hmm. you know the creator compared to the creature the created that we are in a, in a state of change for better or worse but God is, I am, I am who I am, which is amazing as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible thing. I think, um, I think you've both summed that up really succinctly and, and cover, covered every area that, that we will maybe touch on more. Um, but it is it's an incredible thing because we can only ever improve or worsen. You know, we, we're in mm -hmm. a constant state of change. So to be faced with with this god who cannot and will not ever change is an incredible thing an incredible contrast and and an incredible comfort i think as well and mm -hmm. just in a world of change um, and even in, in terms of 
a, his will or his purpose is not changing because God's decisions and will and purpose are not dependent upon anything around him. They, mm-hmm. they cannot and will not change because he has all knowledge. And um, even at times, whenever it maybe appears that God in scripture, that God has changed his mind, that's not the case because he has all knowledge at all time anyway. Um, and so, so he has no need to change. It's not as if he can be um, it's not as if there's a lack and therefore he can improve and make a better decision because he, he is perfect. He, he has perfect yeah. knowledge at all times. Um, so it's an incredible truth of the God that we serve. Um, and, and I guess we're, we're already heading there and, and you almost, you can't help but head there, but why is this a good thing? Yeah. Um, I, I, well, it's good in so many ways. We're already saying, I think, you know, I think what you think about children, children love routine. Um, you know, I think quickly established how um, important routine is um, for children. You know, um, nap times, meal times have to be at the same times. It's, it's kind of sacred. You know, they have to go to bed at, this, at the same time, hear three stories, have to sleep beside Mr. Bear on the right-hand side. Um, you know, it, the structure really matters. And whenever change happens, um, I think children are really good at letting, letting you know about it. Um, and and not, just, not just children, but you know, us as, as adults, we we don't like change um, either. We like things to be familiar and predictable. Um, we want people to, to, to be the same. We don't want people to, to let us down or the, the image we even have of people. Um, we don't want that to change. Um, yeah, there's so many things that um, we want to be the same. And yet life is constantly um, changing. Um, you know, children grow um, inch by inch gray hairs uh, up here and um, before us in the mirror um, you know relationships maybe maybe end relationships and change um, lots of change society is constantly um, changing um, and I think that can be often especially with society changing at the rate it is I think for Christians that can often be a terrifying thing it can often be a very confusing thing um, it can leave us uh, scared um, and maybe questioning um, and it can almost seem like Christians can be on the back foot um, and so as, as a place of rest or where do we find hope um, where do we find comfort well we find comfort rest hope in a God who is not um, changing in a God who is unchanging whose character whose love whose wisdom whose faithfulness whose goodness is the same yesterday today and tomorrow um, so I think that's one of the ways in which we can place our hope our trust mm. and find real comfort real comfort in a God who who's unchanging yeah I think that's so true Alex everything that you've said there it's just the the overwhelming idea of the comfort and security that comes from knowing that our God will not change and I suppose even you know you've mentioned the fact that circumstances around us change so much especially even in this current situation that we find ourselves in but even just relationships can change our affections um, can change can wane but that the fact that God's love for me God's love for us will never change is such an incredible source of mm. encouragement and comfort you know to think that you know, when God chose me before the beginning of creation, he saw the worst sin I would ever commit. And yet 
still nothing will change the love he has for me. Um, and yet we know, you know, in our human relationships, we let people down, we disappoint people, their affection and their love towards us can, can lessen because of that. But it's just incredible to think, I just find it incredible to think that God is 100% committed in his love for me, his commitment to me, and that his immutability means that that will never change. Um, so the security of that, I think, is just what keeps me sane in a world where there is a lot of change and where we change and other people change. Yeah, and even in terms of promises. So we, we as humans, make promises or, or give people our word, but but we don't keep that perfectly at all. In fact, quite often people do break promises. People do let us down. Um, and yet whenever we read of, of God's promises, which are huge promises of faithfulness and, and redemption, that we can be assured because he, he will not change and cannot change, he therefore cannot break those promises. You know, so, so that's just a, another element of security, but, but in, in such a, um, a huge way that whenever he promises to redeem his people, that cannot ever change. Or when he does redeem his people because he is unchanging, that redemption cannot be changed. You know, it's, there are huge implications for our, our salvation, for our relationship with God um, because of who he is, because he is unchanging. Um, I think, I think it's, it's just incredible because like, there's just such hope and assurance and there's such mm -hmm. comfort. Uh, just knowing that, that he, he doesn't change means I can trust him. You know, we, we maybe struggle to trust people because we're not really sure, you know, like, well, if they knew this about me, how would they feel? Or, or mm -hmm. you know, if I act in such a way and that will never be the case. Like you were saying, Pauline, like that was foreknown and still fully loved and still assured of that constant love. Um, it's just an incredible thing. Mm -hmm. The imagery in the Bible of, of God as a rock mm. always reminds me of the, you know, the steadiness, the reliability, mm. immutability of God, you know, the two builders building the house in the sand mm. or on the rock and obviously the sand that is shifting and will change. But the rock is the idea of that permanence mm. and that um, just strength that we can rely on. And the Psalms speaking about that so much that you know, God is our rock and our refuge and that we can rely on him um, is encouraging. Actually, you mentioned Psalm 46 there, I think, Pauline, you know, God is our refuge and our strength, you know, very present help um, in times of trouble. I think one of the, the things that you say, Leslie Ann, is that we can trust the promises of God. The fact that God is unchanging gives, it adds weight um, mm. to the promises of scripture um, because it means what God has revealed um, in his word, um, the way he has revealed himself to us in scripture. If he is unchanging, if his character is the same, it's consistent. Um, that means he, what he has revealed in his word is true and will always um, remain true because yeah. his character um, is the same. And so it, it gives concrete weight um to, to his promises completely i was even thinking i was reading something the other day as far as this was concerned and it was talking about you know the the god that moses met in the old testament is the same god that mm -hmm. we know because he has not changed um and just to think about it like that you know the new testament god is not somehow tweaked or different he is constant he is the same the same characteristics purpose will um which is amazing as well to think of that mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, off the back of that, I was reading something about um, 
about how God's affection has not changed mm. um, and we're assured of that you know so even that relationship with Moses is the, you know this is the same God that we serve and come into relationship with and equally his hatred towards sin has not changed mm -hmm. which I thought was quite challenging because I think we live in a culture increasingly so where it's more lenient towards sin or um, mm -hmm. we we have redefined you know what mm -hmm. what morality is or we, we have lowered the standards and yet God has not you know, mm -hmm. so he has not changed his standards in the slightest mm -hmm. and, and even just that reminder so because he is not is does not change there's equally a challenge to okay well what have I or we as a society tried to try to change instead um, and that reminder that no this is the same God the same God who who hates sin who 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 wants us to cut off that sin in our lives you know God is the same now and um, so I think there's actually a challenge with it as well isn't mm -hmm. there just that yeah that hasn't changed either yeah, I was listening actually to Kevin DeYoung was talking a wee bit about that okay. in, in a sermon at the end. He was giving applications. Yeah. So what does the immutability of God say for us in ministry or whatever? And he was applying it to evangelism and to the wrath of God in a sense. You know, sometimes people think, oh, you know, maybe when the end comes, God will be lenient and, yes. you know, he'll not condemn people to hell. But we know, as you've been saying, Leslie, right throughout the Bible, you know, the wrath of God, the justice of God, um, yes, his mercy and grace is mm -hmm. constant. So there is there is a obligation on every person to come before God and to submit to his mm -hmm. lordship. Um, and if we don't, the Bible has consistently said, you know, what happens. So there's a, a gravity with it as well, mm -hmm. as you say, that God will not change um, in that aspect. Yeah, and I think on that as well, in, in regards to evangelism we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't be surprised as much whenever um, people reject the gospel because um, they can't have god on their terms mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense because mm -hmm. god is who he is he's perfect um, his, his character is perfect he calls us um, to to, to trust and um, to turn away from ourselves to trust in jesus christ um, and then to, to follow him and um, we can't have god on our own terms um, and, and often that's how we and and others around us um, can, can can want him and um and therefore it leads to them to people saying no i don't want him and we shouldn't be surprised actually because mm -hmm. um if, if god is the the same if his character is the same and he calls us to a certain standard and that doesn't change well then um, if people don't yeah. want that mm -hmm. i suppose a danger could be for people who are sharing the gospel or who are evangelizing to slightly change mm -hmm. the message to make it more you know acceptable to the hearers mm -hmm. um, and again that's where this doctrine of immutability is saying no that is definitely wrong because god does not change with the passing of time in the modern world that we live in the message of the gospel of who god is mm -hmm. is still the same so we can't water it down we can't tweak it we can't change it make it more palatable to our hearers we have to remain faithful to who god is and, and what he says because it does not change mm -hmm. yeah it's it's an incredible thing it's an incredible truth it's an incredible truth that god has made known about himself for us to to have such comfort in um, and I think a lot of our chat there actually was was landing an application but before we fully get there and um, as we have been trying to do throughout these podcasts or throughout chatting about the attributes of God 
we want to think then how, how do we see this in Christ so in terms of, of, of the unchanging nature of God how do we see this in the person of Christ yeah so we've, we've talked about you know being able to trust that the promises of scripture and God being in the same and therefore we can take great comfort in that even when life changes around us and how do we know that's true or how does that become personal and um, for us so how does the lord not just be in a rock and um, salvation light and um, but my rock my salvation my light how does how do all those things become true um, for us well it's actually in jesus christ that's where the, the promises of scripture become real and true for us um, individually Do you know so you think of like romans 8 38 39 for i'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to set, separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord and the unchangeable love of god and um, that cannot separate us um, from from um, him uh you know towards us that's true in Jesus Christ. And so this is where the promises of scripture actually become um, ours. And I think that's mm -hmm. a real comfort um, for us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so Jesus, the incarnation, sometimes people see um, when Jesus comes into the world, when he becomes flesh, people might say, well, is there a change there? Mm -hmm. um, and might say, is that a contradiction with the immutability of God? Um, and that is a, a vast, vast question and topic. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not going to say a lot about that. I know you've, you've touched maybe on things like this when you did about the Trinity, um, and it is a minefield to get mm -hmm. our heads around it. But I think just a couple of things to say. Um, Jesus is one person. He's the second um, part of the Godhead. But there are two natures at the incarnation. You know, there is the, the human nature and the divine nature. Um, and so people might say, well, Jesus as a man here on earth, surely he changed as he grew, as he learned new things, um, you know, as he got hungry and needed to sleep and rest and so on. But the theologians would bring us back to to see that we have to notice that it is the divine nature of christ that never changes mm -hmm. the divine nature of christ is immutable he remains um constant in his character purposes will and so on so there is you know there is a a, a huge issue there with the incarnation but um christ remains mm -hmm. constant um, you cannot just say um, oh, but Christ has changed as he has grown, as he developed, the, the divine nature remains the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're even reminded of that in Hebrews. So in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Mm -hmm. So things that we have, have been told of God the Father, because we know that the Trinity, that, that Jesus is God, the same is true of him in his divine nature. I think that's a helpful clarification as well, Pauline. And, um, because there's maybe just that initial, well, hold on, what, what, you know, has, has something changed here? Uh, mm -hmm. But to see the two natures is a helpful thing to clarify. Um, mm -hmm. And I think another thing that we see that's important is, is our redemption. And we've maybe talked about this a little bit already. And we did last week, I you know, with eternality. But because Christ is unchanging and because he is eternal, the redemption that he purchases for us is also then eternal and unchanging. Um, 
and I think that that's that's an important reminder too that that our salvation is secure because Christ is unchanging because he won't then decide no actually that wasn't valid or no they don't deserve it anymore that that's not going to happen because he is unchanging and therefore there is um like a security I think as well in, in our actual redemption um so like even Alex what you were saying about how all of these trees land really in the person of Christ and they're made accessible to us mm. in the person of Christ uh, which is an incredible thing um so I guess if we were to to land our chat and I know we have touched on a lot about this but I think it is good to remind ourselves and to remind people listening and just to clarify what does this actually mean for everyday life you know why does the fact that God cannot and will not change matter I think um you know you think about us as human beings and how often we change and how the standard that God calls us to is it is the same, this call into holiness and um, to follow him. And yet how often we can fail um, to live up to that. Um, and often in our in our failure of of living up to God's standard, um, there can be um, feelings of, of guilt. There can be feelings of, of shame when we don't break potential habits um, or addictions in our life. Um, we can begin um, to question um, whether we are good enough, whether we live up um, to God's standard. And yet I think what we're saying here is that because of Jesus Christ, because of his um, life, his death, his resurrection, because of his love that remains constant, that stays the same, and because grace and mercy is new every day for us, um, we, we are to... Uh, keep our eyes fixed on ourselves and we aren't to um, remain in self-pity and to run away from God actually because of the love the grace and the mercy of God that's unchanging and um, we can run to him and we can come back to him um, and actually we can realize that uh, our our hope is not in how good we are um, on a day-to-day -day basis but actually our hope is in uh, in Christ and what he has already accomplished um, mm -hmm. And so I think it massively changes how we how we view um, ourselves um, and how we then go about um, living um, in light of what Jesus has done. Yeah, that, that is really encouraging. And um, I was also thinking about the fact that, you know, we're made in the image of God. In many ways, we are called to be like God and many of his characteristics. But the mutability of God, this is one characteristic that we cannot be like mm -hmm. God in. But actually, that is a great, great thing. And um, we said earlier on that the fact that God is immutable is amazing and brilliantly great news because he is perfect um, and his ways are perfect. So the fact that he will not change is so, so good. But we are, as Alex has alluded to, we are fallen sinners. We mess up every day. Um, but the great news is that we with God's grace are mutable, that we can change. And um, so just like um, the assurance of our salvation rests on the fact that God cannot change, mm -hmm. so 
the hope of our sanctification rests on the fact that we can change with God's grace in our life. Mm. Um, so just seeing the flip side of that is encouraging mm. as well. And yes, Alex was talking about when we maybe despair at ourselves and we, we feel, oh, there I go again. I've messed up again. You know, we shouldn't say, oh, I can never change. Oh, I'm just going to be like this forever. We should look to the God the unchanging God who promises to come. And as we gaze on him, he will change us from one degree of glory into another. So just the flip side, you know, God's immutability and our mutability, Mm -hmm. both of those by the grace of God are great news. Mm -hmm. Both of those things. Mm -hmm. And as we've already talked about throughout, like there's such huge comfort and hope in this, knowing that, the God that we serve and love and therefore can trust does not change. Um, and, and I know we have already talked about that, but we can trust his promises. We can trust in his character and we can trust in his plans for us. And you know, we can rest mm. and be assured that he is working for our good by his terms, but what he means by good mm. and for his own glory um, and that that won't change. You know, so mm. we, we will mess up. We, we will constantly get things wrong that's why we need that hope of of change that you're talking about Mm -hmm. pauling and yet even that that um messing up won't change what he has planned Mm -hmm. for us Mm -hmm. Um, so like there's just such a hope and a comfort and and even what we talked about too the challenge of of not changing the gospel of not us not Mm -hmm. trying to change who who god is Um, Mm and i think there's such Mm -hmm. practical implications for this Uh, do do you know just as you're saying that at the end we think about circumstances as well and how often circumstances mm, yeah. um, change and yet Christ is always ministering um, mm-hmm. to us. Um, so regardless of circumstances, you know, regardless of, of things that happen in our life, things that we maybe do and seem bad um, and maybe make us question whether, whether God still loves us, mm-hmm. even you know, the lockdown that we've been in, how we have been able to meet together um, and worship God um, together. Um, that doesn't limit um, or prevent God from um, Christ from ministering to us. Christ is is always um, ministering um, to us. He he's always um, changing us, um, transforming us more and more in His likeness. And I think one of the the big things um, about that is as we pray, we, we, we're committing people. And um, I, th- I guess that should increase how much we pray. And um, because we're, we're committing people to Christ, recognizing that he is the one who is unchangeable. He is the one who is ministering to people. And um, even as we, we teach, um, we are wanting to point people um, to Christ um, because he is the one um, that changes people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it completely takes the focus off us, even in, as we think about um, teaching and, um, and as we talk about growing people, um, it's, it's pointing people to Christ um, repeatedly. Um, and the fact that he is constantly ministering to people. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's really helpful, chat and um, all of that. Uh, and hopefully for anyone listening along, even if this has been the first time that you've heard this doctrine of the fact that God does not and will not change, um, or this is the hundredth time and you're just reminded again of the enormity of it, um, our, our hope and prayer is that it has been helpful to you. Um, I, I want to close with a, a prayer. We've mentioned A.W. Tozer before. Um, I, I personally find his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, very helpful on the attributes of God. And he opens mm-hmm. each chapter with a prayer. On his chapter on the immutability of God, this is what he, he prays. 
He says, O Christ our Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. As conies to the rock, so have we run to thee for safety. As birds from their wanderings, so have we flown to you for peace. Chance and change are busy in our little world of nature and men, but in you we find no variableness, nor shadow of turning. We rest in you without fear or doubt, and face our tomorrows without anxiety. Amen. I think that that's such a true comfort, isn't it? Even just that the idea that we can face every day without anxiety because he is unchanging. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a comfort for today and tomorrow and for every day after, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you both very much for coming on. Thank you, Pauline, especially for joining us. We have loved thank your you. chat. Um, it's so good to be here. <laughs> hopefully, for anyone listening along, it's been beneficial. And as always, please do get in contact with us. If you would like to chat any more or if you'd like any recommendations of what to, to read, we would love to be able to, to chat to you about these things. So thank you both and thank you for everyone listening along. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.